Hey, everybody. Great show this morning. We dive into Running Moon, which was the Artblocks curated drop yesterday. One of the more profitable NFT trades that we've seen in a while. Not compared to bull run NFT trades, but definitely profitable in comparison to what we're seeing in the bear market. Uh, we also hear from some new speakers like Quad, who we met at NFT NYC. He talks about trading his mutant Coda land and some artifact uh, assets for a Moonbird and walks us through what the thought process was behind that. He also talks a bit about space pods and other assets in the NFT space that he's bullish on. Nick dives into the Ethereum technicals and we discuss what's going on there, uh, referencing Marin, uh, who is clearly Marin Altman, who's been making some of the best calls in the crypto space in general. It's been incredible to see. Uh, and last but not least, the show is sponsored by Token Tracks, a music NFT platform. So we dive into that platform with Tommy D from Token Tracks and we give away four NFTs. NFTs. Great show overall. Hope you enjoy it. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is the NFT Morning Show. We do this show Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. Eastern. Almost thought we weren't going to be able to do it this morning because Twitter was pulling the big rug, uh, but we came back just a couple minutes before the show started. Happy to be here. I have a lot of stuff to talk about today. Shout out to my co-hosts, Nifty Nick, Signal, uh, Easy Eats Bodega, and King Kicks. Uh, and then, of course, our badass speakers, Ben Jamin and Spencer Gordon Sand. Shout out to our sponsor, FTX. You can sign up at thenifty.com slash FTX or with the code thenifty on your FTX mobile app. This is the market and trade talk show. We talk all things happening in the NFT markets, what the stories of the space are, what projects are working, what projects are hurting, and everything in between. Before I go any further, Nifty Nick, what's going on? Hey, you there, PO? Oh, I'm here. Is that you? Are you are you, you jamming? Me? Hold on one second. <laughs> Got a little confused this morning. I was in the gym, but you just weren't there. <laughs> Swimming, feeling like you just so care. And my some random energy collection. Somebody predicted market direction. <laughs> I have no idea what's missing. <laughs> Nobody cares about inflation. <laughs> Maybe you can stop asking how I'm doing. <laughs> My emotions are just too strong. Wow. Just give me that juicy album. <laughs> wow. Uh... So that's how I'm feeling, Pia. That was absolutely incredible. Ladies and gentlemen, I did not know Nick was going to literally give us a live uh, late or, or early 90s grunge performance. That was really... I just don't know that narration! <laughs> that took such P. a Pio, this is called heavy metal! <laughs> Nirvana was grunge! <laughs> wow, that was incredible, Nick. You're inspired this morning. That obviously makes me incredibly happy to hear. Hey, hey Pio, quick question. Yeah. Well, what kind of pre-workout are you guys using? Well, Nick went to the gym. I actually <laughs> took a rest day today. So I think this is Nick's... This is... Pio took another rest day! <laughs> That's his excuse for not coming! Dude's like snorting two scoops of C4 before the gym or something. I love it. Let's go. All I did was ride a bicycle. <laughs> I didn't do anything else today. 
Well, good God, that was really uh, that was really something. Um, and, uh, and I think you, you, you must have been doing that in honor of today's show sponsor, Token Tracks. I just let Tommy D, Tommy Danvers on stage. Uh, we're actually going to be doing a giveaway. I'll have the tweet pinned to the top in just a second. Twitter being... Token Tracks! Twitter being... So, <laughs> I didn't even know that. Was Twitter being down <laughs> threw me off a little bit, but yes, your your performance was definitely right on cue since it's a music NFT project. Uh, so I'll have that tweet pinned to the top. There will be a giveaway, and we will be uh, diving deep into the project later in the show. Um, I, before, before, hang on a sec, Nick. How do I sign you up, man? I need to sign you. I need to get you in the studio, Nick. Let's get you in the studio, man. Let's do it, dude. I, I just lost my voice in the process of that, actually. I'm now realizing. <laughs> so maybe someone who's done heavy metal before can train me on, uh, give me some vocal training. Um, yeah, because now my voice is gone. The, the level yeah, yeah. of that performance has just thrown me off. I don't even know how to host the show anymore. But Tommy, uh, you know, if you were like one of the American Idol judges, you, what, what would, would that be a, a no from you, dog? Or, or what would that be? No, that would be a total yes, man. That, I'd, I'd, without, I'd, that would go all the way to the fucking final. That would, man. Tell, I tell you, that was really good. And the risk, the, I tell you, the trick to, to sing like that is you have to just come from the chest. You can't do it from the throat. That's a little tech tip for you. Oh, well, that, that would have been useful because my throat's now completely Play with your gone. chest. <laughs> Play with your chest. Play I with your chest. <laughs> Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> I need to try it. My... No, that is my throat. Yeah, that's coming from the throat. Yep, that's definitely Can we get a, a goblin version of that from Kicks? <laughs> and go. I don't know that I can do it. Yeah, that... Okay, that didn't work out. <laughs> that didn't work out. Okay, all right, all right, ladies and gentlemen. I need a little more warm-up. I need another sip of coffee. <laughs> all right here we go we're in business uh we're back twitter was trying to rug us the show goes on the nft market doesn't sleep uh signal how are you this afternoon for you yeah i'm going to be simon cowell and say to nick you didn't beat the competition you crushed the competition there you go <laughs> that's gonna be my american idol simon cowell Wait, did no, we just go straight into the weather report? No, no, no we're okay, just talking. To, signal was we're just, just giving... having a conversation. My apologies. Yes, my apologies. yes. <laughs> I was just giving my, my, my best Simon Cowell impression and saying that you uh, crushed a competition in the category of metal. So well done. No, Thank I'm you. not. I'm good, guys. I'm good. Uh, P.O., thanks so much for the playlist that you uh, tweeted out. I used it this morning. Uh, actually, I also went to the gym this morning, and I used it there, and it's absolute fire. If you're looking for a new playlist and uh, your current songs are feeling a bit repetitive, the nifty, uh, uh, the nifty list is really good. I really enjoyed it. Oh, well, thank you, Signal. That means a lot coming from you. Yeah, I've tweeted out a bunch of times. Then a few weeks go by and somebody tells me, hey, you got to totally, you know, put that playlist out there. So I guess every two weeks I just got to put it out. Um, but, yeah, I'm glad that you were uh, you were jamming to it. What? Did, so so in all seriousness, were you impressed by Nick's performance? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> no, I, you know what? It was it was pretty good. You did sound like you were going to lose your voice. Uh, not going to lie. No, but, I'm uh, definitely it, it was my, good. my voice is 50 percent gone at this point, actually, like legitimately. <laughs> I, did, I didn't get I didn't get that throat coat. <laughs> that's that's Nick stepping into that's the, my tea. <laughs> right. That's but the that, tea that singers drink. 
And that's a different genre because when Nick steps into musical theater mode, that's when you know he's really going to be cooking. Because okay. if, people, if people don't know, Nick grew up tap dancing, doing musical theater, acting. He's just a full-blown, well-rounded performer. Like a lot of people think that he's like Yo, this type. The name, of, the name of the game is you just, roll, you just roll with the show. You know, you just roll with the show. Hey, you know I'm what rolling. I've been noticing? You know what I've been noticing other than my voice being completely gone? What have you noticed? We got some stiff resistance there at 1090 on the ETH. Okay. Just, so Just stiff. Well, we're going to definitely dive it's into... Uh, some would actually call it um, very... Uh, hard. Stiff as your vocal cord. What was that? <laughs> Nothing. Uh, you ready for the weather report, PM? Absolutely. Why don't we dive right into the weather report from King Kicks. Take it away. Alrighty, uh, Thursday, the 14th of July, 10 days after Independence Day, OpenSea volume sitting at $16 million. Not too bad, especially considering the volatility yesterday, adding an extra million to the daily volume. Not too shabby at all. In terms of the leaders, apes chilling at 99, mutants at 19, punks at a very attractive 77. Makes Nick feel a little happy seeing that every day. Moonbirds at 26 ETH. I went to look for them on the leaderboard. They've only had one sale in the last 24 hours, so they weren't even in the top 100. I'm panicking over here. Doodles at 13 ETH and Clone X sitting at 11. Those floors are stable for the most part. Yuga Labs continuing to lead the OpenSea rankings. Punks and Apes both did over 2.5 milli in sales volume. And Board Ape Yacht Club had several rare ape sales, a um, couple uh, crowns, if I'm not mistaken. Interesting stat from uh, Punk9059 on Twitter. Yesterday's ape punk that traded for 2,500 ETH, 2.6 something million US dollars, is more ETH than all Coinbase NFT trades combined ever you just gotta love people just beating that beating coinbase to a pulp i mean they've just gotten beaten up and people still taking swings man and uh hey i kind of respect it art blocks curated mint running moon sold out via dutch auction at 2.73 eth mint price depeche node said it would happen on yesterday's show he actually dm'd I think everyone on stage pretty much, he DM'd Easy and I said, you guys need to go hard on this. Easy and I both bought three. I think Pio bought one or two. I, Nick, I don't know if you bought any, but those are up a 4X. Floor is at 10 ETH, just an easy 4X. Hope everyone on stage got that. Sorry, which one? Uh, just kidding. Floor is at 3.9 ETH, but still <laughs> a nice 1.2 ETH gain. So uh, nice to see a little art blocks action there. Um, 500 uh, edition, still seeing some volume floor hovering just below four. Uh, Disney announced their 2022 accelerator program and selected Polygon as one of the six participants. Matic is up 12% on the news. Everybody said I was pumping my own bags in the Discord two days ago. <laughs> Looks like uh, Disney's pumping my bags is more like it. G-Money is launching what he calls the first crypto native luxury brand, 9DCC. G-Money uh, forgot about 
artifact. Just kidding. The brand aims to incorporate NFTs into the foundation of the business rather than as established brands have done to date, where I think that they, um, you know, uh, just kind of do an NFT project. Oh, I see what he's doing. So he's talking more so how like, you know, Gucci is not, you know, NFTs are not at the foundation of their business, but they're kind of playing around with NFTs. Looks like G Money is trying to make maybe like the next Louis Vuitton, the next Gucci with 90 CC, but it's going to make NFTs like the foundation of the business. So that's pretty cool, especially if you're, you know, trying to determine, you know, if, if, if it's a fake or if it's a real yada, yada, yada. Regardless, the floor on admit one is at 19 ETH. Um, so still doing great in ETH terms. But if you were sitting in cash a couple of months ago when this first came out, I think ETH has dropped enough to the point that, like, in cash terms, you're not getting in too much uh, above the floor. So not too shabby there. And then last but not least, in the crypto world, we got Bitcoin at 19.7K-ish. We got ETH at 1084. We know NFT Nick's saying that's some title resistance up there. So we'll see what else he has to say about that. But that's the weather report. Back to you in the studio. Fantastic weather report. And just to remind everybody before we go any further that today's show is sponsored by Token Tracks Music NFT platform. We're going to be diving in around 10, 12, 10, 13. Uh, so in a, a little bit less than an hour into that project with Tommy D. Who's Put on that page. on your timer. If, if you retweet the tweet that's pinned to the top, you'll have a chance to win uh, one of the NFTs that we're giving away today. So make sure that you retweet that and stick around uh, during the show. Kicks, what, what, did you, what did you call Tommy there? Tommy D, his name. Uh, uh, anyway. I, thought, I thought you called him Tommy Two Tunes. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so we uh, have a lot to talk about. That art block drop went pretty well. Um, it sold out at a higher price point than Node's level that he was targeting. And I know he was watching that closely. Uh, he's been a big art block guy and the art block trend has been working. Do we think that we're going to see a, another bull run on new art block projects? I mean, I think the key thing when you look at that one was the 500 supply. It was a very limited supply, which historically a lot of art block uh, curated projects they, have had. They usually are. They're not 10,000 Unit no, they're not 10,000, but there are 1,000 supply art block projects. The other thing is that they did release quite a few in a series. And correct me if I'm wrong, this feels like the first one that they put out in a while. I don't know if anybody has any thoughts on, on art blocks curated right now in this project specifically. Well, remember uh, yesterday, uh, for those who don't recall, I was fading the shit out of this. I was like, yeah, this is not going anywhere. I don't like this art. Uh, well, it went up a little bit. So congratulations if you made money on it. Um, but <laughs> man, it, well, it's good to see that they're selling out and that curated itself continues to have uh, demand. That seems to be the uh, primary area. On a total side note, I genuinely am going to have to find something to uh, resolve my throat. Now after that it, it was worth it, man. That thing, that intro. That was you legendary. Was that was absolutely. Yeah. That, was, that was just that was just peak NFT, Nick. I absolutely loved it. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the I think the reason why this is selling out and doing well, and in no disrespect to the, anything like that, I don't think it's necessarily because this is like a blockbuster breakout art blocks project, but more so of just the trends or the you know meta that we're in right now, right? Like you know we we go through these cycles where you know it's like there's a group of people 
and they they just have like a you know a, a spinning board uh, that they occasionally spin. They're like it, and the only thing on the board is like you know punks, like me bits, art blocks, and like fidenzas. And they kind of just decide when they all want to start trading those again. They kind of just spin and decide which one to pump. Um, so I think this is more so probably successful because of the art blocks trend that is happening right now. But that's why you don't fade a trend. Don't buck the trend. You know, if something's going in a certain direction, if you see punks moving and chromies and art block, uh, old art block projects is probably a good sign that uh, the new ones in the pipeline could do pretty well. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying about like that kind of spinning wheel. There is just there is like a certain squad of collectors that have a lot of capital that will it seems like only buy like four different projects, including CryptoPunks, including art blocks, and including you know blah blah blah. But board apes, yeah. Justin sure. Aversano. Are you basically <laughs> naming my portfolio? <laughs> except you, except you don't have uh, any of the really good art blocks, right? What, what what's your best art block? Oh, right? that's actually true. Um, yeah, that's missing. Let's not that's let's not let's not discuss that. Okay. Uh, but in other news, if I'm reading the Nifty Daily Digest, so Kix alluded to this in the uh, weather report. It sounds like Disney, with this uh, accelerator program that they just announced, selected Polygon as one of the six participants. And so this program is going to target augmented reality, NFTs, and virtual reality. So even though we're in a bear market, it doesn't seem like that is deterring the big brands from uh, Web 2.0 and before from continuing to plow forward with NFTs. Oh, they're among a great company. The, did you see the other companies? Animoca Brands. Oh, oh, you mean uh, the other the other participants in the classic, accelerator? Classic brands like Flick Play, Inworld, <laughs> Lockerverse, Obsess, and Red Six. So I haven't heard of any of the others and Matic. Yeah, I mean that isn't that how accelerators work though? They're uh, companies that aren't that. No, far you know, along Nick, yet. Nick only works with uh, people that are accelerating. You know, fifty billion dollar companies to hundred billion dollar companies. That's the kind of accelerator she's into. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, we're in, we we went through a startup accelerator, uh, but I think that um, I would say you'd expect the companies to be smaller at that point in time, right? I do agree with your point, which is that Matic is very well known, and I've never heard of any of those. And frankly, whoever named all of those other projects needs to go back to naming school because those are terrible names. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, go I mean, back to naming school. So go ahead, Spencer. No, I'm just gonna say, like, it is it, it was it is super weird to me that a company of that size would be in an accelerator. It's it's like. I get the benefit of having Disney's name associated with things, but I think people really need to temper expectations for corporate venture arms and corporate accelerators. Like, for example, I know a lot of companies that have gone through Walmart's accelerator that don't end up getting Walmart as a customer. So it's not a guarantee that Disney will work with them. But I'm curious to see because something in the presentation from Disney must have made them want to participate, even though they're like way, way, way too big to be an accelerator. I totally agree, Spencer. I think this is, uh, I think Polygon, after that uh, CEO of like YouTube Gaming or whatever came over, I think that they've just really gone balls to the walls on business development. You know what I mean? So they're probably just trying to do any sort of partnerships, integrations, or like setting the foundation for, for bigger things to come. But um, so it's not even just like, you know, that news. It's uh, that, you know, I mean, literally 
Facebook chose them, right, as like the platform for all of their NFTs. Um, you know, Reddit integrated with them for their NFTs. Um, and and I've, I've just noticed by the bidding, you know, I mean, this is like these things are doing hundreds of millions of dollars of volume every day. So it's not just like, you know, retail buyers like scooping up Matic. At least I don't think there there seems to have been some, you know, institutional, you know, TWAP bidding going on. Um, but yeah, it definitely has taken off like a rocket up 20% over the last um, 24 hours. The other one on the radar too is IMX. I believe GameStop NFTs are on IMX. Really? I may be, I may be mistaken, but I think they're on IMX because IMX gave them a big grant. Um, and so when you look at like, I think a lot of these companies, they want to be on layer twos to Ethereum because they understand that like Ethereum is like the big guy on campus, but layer twos have like centralized entities that companies can communicate with. You can't, as a company, you can't call up like the Ethereum foundation and be like, Hey, uh, we want to talk business. You know what I mean? But like, you can call up Polygon, you can call up Immutable X and like get support, you know, get centralized support or get, you know, advice or whatever. So it seems like, you know, IMX and, and, and Polygon are, you know, doing a little breakout action here. Uh, wouldn't be too surprised if like a year from now, they're, they're the layer two winners, although Polygon is like not really technically a layer two. It's a little bit more of like an L1, L2 hybrid. But either way, good stuff happening over there. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's right. You get if you're, if you're a business, I mean, security can be slightly, slightly overrated because you can lose so much other functionality if you're like an early an early chain or an early early so you, you, you might want to pick something else but i mean if you're disney you know with polygons also working with instagram i think they're one of the only ones that's going to have both read and write functionality for instagram you can't you can't compromise security if you're disney obviously if someone buys like some nft even if it's one of these Flickr nfts and and you know it gets stolen there's some security problem they can't risk security so they get all the security with with the ethereum layer one integration and then you get the scalability obviously you, you need to i don't know if people realize like with, with layer twos the more you scale the cheaper it is so it's like you, you basically they're going to all these these companies are going to have to figure out these compromises and, and that's probably why i think they went with polygon so it's still a win for polygon even if it's a weird fit with the other the other brands i think yeah and somebody just sent me a decrypt article on twitter it says uh games and nick you, you're uh, unmuted here gamestop dumps 47 million in immutable x tokens following the ethereum nft marketplace deal and and so when is this article from looks like it is from oh okay that was earlier so, this year so i don't i don't know why they sent me that article the, um, there's two ahead. things one remember how uh nick was mentioning or captain kit uh, what whatever the hell is your his name is changing all the time <laughs> Um, uh, King Kicks, uh, which I did not actually respect this morning properly. My apologies. Um, do you want to respect uh, maybe it now? in a minute? Um, in terms okay. of uh, what he mentioned the other day was the uh, price of Matic suddenly going up. So it sounds like this information was uh, front run. Um, the other thing uh, that's interesting is there's a there was another project that our Discord uh, mentioned by the Flick. Uh, the flicky gang by flick play which is this project it, it did a nice 4x after this announcement so there were a couple of uh short trades after this um that that went down so yeah i also would say my apologies to the king
respect from everybody to the king kicks himself. Thank you for your layer two analysis. It was quite helpful. It was my pleasure. And speaking of names, some of these names, there's a, there was a news story uh, back in the day. Uh, when there was this TikTok, <laughs> there was a news story about the quiet Kaju. Flink. Hey, great news. Flink has acquired Kaju. <laughs> Which is like naming companies in the tech space. It's always like uh, Web2 uh, uh, names are always ridiculous. And that's literally what this sounds like. You got uh, Inworld, Flick Play, Lockerverse, Obsessed. Like it's just like random. Um, Company name, so yeah, they could have uh, used some some help on. Lockerverse has to be my favorite. What's that? Lockerverse has to be my favorite. <clears throat> the world of the the, <laughs> the global world of lockers. Do <laughs> uh, you guys that, remember the company Lockers with a Z? Uh, was that like? A, Haven't heard of that yeah, one. 100%. Oh, was that the backpack? That was the one where you would watch ads and then you would earn points and eventually you would supposedly get like cool prizes, but no one ever actually got oh, the prizes. Oh man, do, do you remember uh, the backpacks company that was literally lockers? Like you had on your, you wore a locker on your back? No, no one remembers this. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was like probably in the 70s. Um, 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 these guys. Really, I'm too cool. <laughs> These these guys would have done great in the NFTs though. I hope they're all uh, still around. Uh, I just want to completely put someone on wax out of the blue here. Uh, That's e improper use of putting something on wax. But go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Whatever, bro. Um, Easy eats. How's your morning going? What are you looking at? Notice that you've been making some moves lately. Could you let us in? Yeah, I'm buying a bunch of garbage on Solana and selling it for slightly more than I bought it for. There's actually a bunch of drama going on right now in the Soul side. A marketplace is trying to launch that eliminates all fees, both creator uh, and like artist fees, as well as marketplace fees. And there's just a bunch of dialogue right now on how this is going to essentially wipe out a lot of projects because they rely on that revenue to actually do something. Uh, there's bunch conversations. Yeah, go ahead. I was just saying, I love that, dude. That's what was like that? He just great... like farted out of his mouth. Like, what the <laughs> yeah, heck was that? <laughs> okay, yeah, sorry, my vocal cords aren't as trained as, trained as you, Nick. Like, my apology. I didn't have like nine years of chorus class. Uh, easy. What I was saying is, um, no, I'm completely flustered. I, I completely forgot. I was gonna say. Oh yeah, I was gonna say. I love. It's kind of like a Joker villain kind of move. You know what I mean? To make a marketplace that removes all of the fees whatsoever. I kind of like it. That sounds pretty decentralized to me. What are we here for? Easy. My concern now is like, like optional bad. creator tipping or something like that. I no, saw a marketplace so, coming out that has that. Yeah, the, the optional creator tipping is a way that they're trying to handle some of the OTC stuff. Because right now, like the project like D-Gods, that's a 300 soul floor equivalent to like nine grand, uh, like nine ETH. There's a lot of OTC deals, and their royalty percent's 10%. So a lot of people complain about that. They tend to go OTC. I did it myself, so I'm guilty of that. Uh, but some of the smaller projects that are like 5 or 6%, when the floor price gets too high, a lot of people go OTC to try to save a little bit on both sides, get a better deal from the buyer and seller. But this marketplace that's been handling all these OTC deals and like has a secure escrow for it is now like, we're just going to launch a marketplace so that you can sell basically as a trade and we're just going to wipe all the royalties from it. And there's just a lot of controversy for project creators about how this is going to lead to projects no longer caring about actually 
making anything and rather just focusing on revenue because they're either going to now have to sell something to the to the community or people or sell a business to business product to actually make revenue to keep the project alive. Oh, those poor project owners that aren't doing shit anyways. Yeah. Now they got to worry about their fucking Excel <laughs> tackle payment. Sides though here, like if they don't, if, if you have a good project that is just people enjoying the space and they are doing rolling some stuff out that's not as aggressive, but you are getting constant volume on secondary, it lets that project keep trying shit. Like it's the reason that like Famous Fox is doing well is people believe in the project, believe in what they're releasing. But if you start to get all this stuff where that volume dries up, those devs are going to stop trying. So it's it's like. This I, I got to compromise these. How about the dev shows us their P and L for the previous six months, and then we'll determine if they get fees or not. Yeah, I, honestly, yeah. Bro, there's a few projects that do that. They they share their monthly statements. Like I bring it up on the show, uh, Soul Show, every day. There's a project that every month shares their income and their outflow, and actually just gives you a financial statement of what they've made from business to business and royalties, and what they've spent the money on. And like I'm a fan of that for sure. But at the same time, they acknowledge that they're making money from revenue off of the fees you know so i don't know i'm pretty against this here just because like i could see a lot of good projects just saying fuck it after this um but i mean there's gonna be some great conversations wait, later wait mr bodega uh, <laughs> i get the point you're making but i'm giga bearish on any project that would stop working if there wasn't secondary fees and would stop delivering on their promises like that if the argument is that projects will no longer deliver on what they promise because of the secondary royalties, which given the volumes currently are just not that much for any project like that, that feels like a, a, a not a great argument. I mean, I, I that's what, that's how we're approaching it. Like everybody <laughs> re just realized this show is going to stop if you don't buy our NFT. So like, I don't know what the hell you're thinking. Get in, get on OpenSea, buy our NFT. Cause otherwise this show is going to stop. Okay. We we won't be here tomorrow. Sorry. No, what were, what, Spencer. Right. I was going to let Spencer finish his thought, though. Well, well no, I, I already have a comment on, on Spencer's yeah, I mean, thing, but go ahead, Spencer. Spencer's, Spencer's a one of one artist here. Spencer, if somebody trades your asset and you don't get anything from it, you're cool with that? Like, as soon as you just get the primary sale, you're good? I mean, like, I'd like to get the secondary royalties. But if you're but... okay with it, why aren't your royalties 0% then? Because that's the argument here. I could just go to this marketplace, sell your NFT, and you get nothing. Too bad. Yeah, I mean, like, look, if, if you want to do that, then that's your prerogative. It's on chain. I'm going to honor the one of one for whether you've done it on in the you know normal with creator fees or not. I've set them on the big marketplaces. But like if people want to do an OTC trade, it's not like I'm going to like treat them any differently. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I've launched my product fully knowing that. Like, and I, 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 I've always thought this is the case that at some point this will happen not just on Soul but also on ETH that there will be a marketplace with no creator fees and minimal to no marketplace fees. I mean, that's what happens with tokens. That's what happens with like stocks, right? Like this is this is how most markets work, and it's cool and it's different that we've been working in a different way in NFTs for a period of time. But I just like don't know that that will last forever and that there will continue to be the insane fee tolerance for trading that we have in NFTs. I still think the fees could go lower there too. And don't get me wrong. I just still think that there's some point where there should be a royalty because there's still a kickback. Like even a Robin hood takes a fee for your trade, even like any traditional market and even DEXs take an exchange fee, you know, like this is to me more concerning from an ad, like a, we're just going to see more rugs. Like projects are going to ask for more upfront, say we're not getting any royalties and then just be gone because there's there's no repercussions. There's no value add for these projects. To, 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 to be clear, though, Robinhood does not take a fee on your trades. 
So, well, well you, you end up getting yeah. charged one way or another. So, yeah, I mean, like yeah, you're yeah. losing money using the platform. If, so, you, if, uh, if you don't know what the product is, you are the product. All right, go ahead. So, right, but we're talking like basis points here. Well, yes. What, what, whatever it is, yeah. Um, it, the question I was going to ask is, what's the name of this market? So it's Yaw Marketplace. This is, as I said, wait, sorry, let's spell that out. Yaw, Y-A-W? Y-A-W. Three W's. Yeah, it's an NFT on Solana. This has all been discussed. They're coming out with a formal announcement in like 45 minutes here. They've been teasing all this BS and pumping their bags, but it's basically confirmed that this thing is going to be like a zero royalty, no creator artist royalty marketplace. Yeah, fuck the artists. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the message we want to be communicating to over a thousand people. Um, no, but like my, my comment to Spencer, right, is that, you know, Spencer's like, oh, I'm giga bearish on any NFT project that's saying that they wouldn't, they would stop trying if they didn't get royalties. The thing is, is uh, you have to understand that so many NFT projects, the whole point of it was the primary sale. That was the whole point of the whole thing. So I like the idea of, thinking that we're in this like utopia where every NFT project that has a sold out primary sale is going to be here for the long haul. You have to understand that the long haul, haul sometimes in the NFT space is literally longer than six weeks. And now that we've had this 80% drawdown that we're all still in and still living through, I mean, I, I'm surprised that fewer fewer projects get called out. Like, I'm not going to call out projects by name because I have enough angry project founders and angry bag holders in my DMs every single day. Uh, but if you look back at projects that came out in January and February of this year, there are projects that have like new, that have had no news event for over 90 days, over 120 days. The floors are just in the gutter. There is nothing going on, and they raised literally three to five million dollars on the primary sale, and I don't even know how much on the secondary. So in this space that we're in, you just have to understand that 90 plus percent of the time, the whole point of the NFT drop was to make the founders big bags of money that they bonus themselves out in lump sums, huge bags, more bags than they'd ever made in their lives beforehand. And, and that's what it's about. It's not actually about building a product, but the, the projects that are actually Actually building now, those are the ones that you can actually tell are here for the long haul. And obviously, there's isolated wins. My question for that platform is like, what is the spirit behind the platform and how is the platform going to make money? Yeah, so they're more business to business. They have a bunch of stuff from like a token standpoint, raffle standpoint, and services that they sell. They also, when they were doing the trades, they did charge like a microtransaction for them, like a very small fee, which is comical now that they're emphasizing this zero fee because I think they're still going to take like 0.01. Which, if they get volume, that adds up quickly. But, like, my other argument here is, like, we're seeing a bunch of soul NFTs doing very well that are free mints and rely on the royalties to be their actual revenue. Like, they release for free and then deliver something, which gets rewarded by secondary trading volume. So it's, it's like, that, that argument could be, I guess, the same on, on ETH here, too. Like, if goblins didn't get a secondary volume from royalties, that was one of Alex's comments and tweets he's been talking about, is, like, how do you expect us to build anything? It's like you need funds to build something, you know? So I, I don't know. I guess I'm very particular towards like being okay with royalties. My hope here is that like it just leads to projects taking a smaller fee, like four to five percent instead of 10 or like seven to 10, which we've been seeing. But we'll see how it plays out. I mean, it sounds like there's a lot of a lot of varying opinions on it. Yeah. Cool. I mean, look, it's interesting. Go ahead, uh, Spencer, go ahead. And then we're going to move on. Yeah. Sorry. The, the last thing I'd say is like, I've also seen the projects that have shot themselves in the foot with this. Like, 
I think timepieces is a great example of like they have a 10% trading fee and that's why nobody ever trades timepieces and that's led to the to like the floor going down substantially and I think like when you look at what the repercussions of these high trading fees are it, it, it's actually killing a lot of projects without the project itself realizing it because people just don't want to trade it. Yeah, I mean, that's the, I came from Nifty Gateway, right? I was onboarded to the NFT space from Nifty Gateway, and you would see fees as high as 15 or 20%, and people would get absolutely butchered on, on trying to trade those because that means that you needed to appreciate by 20% just to break even, which is just not an easy thing to do. Then supply comes into it, liquidity, all that stuff. Uh, the underlying issue, though, for something like timepieces is that I don't necessarily think that the only reason that people aren't trading that is because of the royalty. You just also have to understand that drop driving secondary market volume to NFT projects is challenging. And I mentioned a couple projects by name this week, buying known creators, whether they're talented artists or just known creators on the on like the project collectible startup side. And their liquidity is all but dried up now in this bear market. Like, look, it's not easy. If it was an easy thing to do, everybody would do it and make more money than they'd ever made before. Like, it's a very profitable business if you do it right. So that's something to keep in mind. So anyway, we're going to move on from this subject. Ladies and gentlemen, a reminder that today's show is sponsored by Token Tracks. We're going to be diving into Token Tracks after 10 a.m., probably around 10, 10, 10, 10, 12 a.m. Um, retweet the tweet that's pinned to the top and follow the Token Tracks account. We're going to be giving away a whopping four NFTs for free today. So just make sure you retweet that tweet that's pinned to the top and follow the Token Tracks account. We're going to learn about the music NFT platform Token Tracks today. It's going to be an absolute jam. I forgot to retweet it. And here I am with uh, pretty good odds of winning. So, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to actually winning Am I allowed to win? Probably not. Definitely um, not. But, Absolutely not. I will not allow I'm that. at least participating. I just retweeted it. Look at that. Well, anyway, uh, just moving on to some other news stories in the NFT space. Uh, since we talked a little bit about Solana, we can touch on this and then and then move on. Magic Eden launched a Web3 gaming investment arm called Magic Ventures. The fund is going to focus on strategic investments that fit into the ecosystem uh, rather than seeking a returns-based investment strategy. I don't know if that means that they're trying to say, we don't give a shit if we get wrecked, uh, but we'll have to see. Um, it's just another example of you know entities in the NFT space building and continuing to um, kind of drive the space forward. Uh, and it's also in line with the narrative that Solana will be a gaming-centric blockchain. Uh, Easy, any comment on this? And then we can move on. I mean, I'm not surprised, especially with Fractal being a marketplace on Solana by Justin Khan, the creator, one of the co-creators of Twitch. So that's a big like competition for them. There's a lot of projects that are gaming only that launch on Fractal specifically. Magic Eden's been trying to drive more marketing towards that. They've released a bunch of like infographs on how they have a, a big hand in gaming. And something like uh, Big Brain, Solana Big Brain, who's like a big name in the space, has been investing in gaming for a while. So it's not surprising that Magic Eden's trying to get a larger hand in it. It is funny to read some of the verbiage, like you said. It sounds like they're okay to just blow up their bag as long as they're swinging. Um, so, <laughs> it's just funny to write that. <laughs> it's just that. hilarious like... to like, read that. I love it because like, they, they understand a lot. They're like, we're just going to fucking fire, and if this shit goes to zero, it goes to zero, but at least we're here. So I'm excited to see what they buy because, I mean, I'm going to find that wallet and track it and uh, see what they're aping into and hopefully make a few trades out of it. Yeah, one last Solana comment. Uh, I'm looking at the OpenSea top 10 right now, and it looks like Liberty Square eked its way into the top 10. It's the number seven overall project on OpenSea right now, and it is sure. the number... 
the number one Solana project. Your boy Frisk, who speaks on Solana Made Easy every day, uh, which th that shows at 5 p.m. Eastern time, Monday through Thursday. Uh, your boy Frisk is probably having heart palpitations right now. <laughs> I mean, holy shit. Uh, that, yeah, there was, you... uh, there was speculation it wasn't going to sell out. I minted my eight. I was on a trustee roll for it. It was a cheap mint too, like 0.68 to 0.88 for public sale, 4% uh, royalty. And that's like a great example of how a project can run. They did 50K in secondary volume, 50,000 soul, which was like three quarters of the total volume of like an average day in the past two weeks. So that was awesome to see. Um, but yeah, I mean, like that's a great example of a cheap mint, low royalty that gets a ton of volume and they, they're just active in the space. We still don't really know what the project does yet. Uh, so we're waiting on that, but Hey, uh, I was a fan of it. I flipped a few of them did well. Yeah. That's nothing new in the NFT space. Uh, one quick call out too, since we talked about Magic Eden is all of these different platforms that are emerging as exchanges and as, uh, or I should say as marketplaces. I see DraftKings marketplace in the crowd right now, second day in the row. So clearly they're plugging in to the NFT space. Yo, Obviously, are they paying you? <laughs> I are wish. they pay, like what? What's up with I can't, this? We're I can't just, wait we're just till they do. Hey, DraftKings, where? This is ridiculous. I can't wait till they do. But anyway, so number one project. They're irrelevant right now. Just want you to know that they're irrelevant at the moment, unless they slide in my DMs. <laughs> number one, two, and three on OpenSea right now are CryptoPunks, ArtBlocks, Curated, and Board Ape Yacht Club. I think in a bear market, uh, nothing surprising there. Other Deed is creeping up to the number five spot. We're two days away from the playable demo. Uh, you know, Nick, are, are there any projects that you're looking at here? Any any particular market action that you think is interesting? We can also switch to the macro. Um, I see Kaleo in the crowd too. We can even uh, invite him. Or actually, NFTs are dead, dude. <laughs> it's done. We're just trading crypto on the fifteen minute candles. Actually, what I uh, realized was I got to stop doing that. I, my win rate on uh, these on uh, Easy's ADHD uh, candles uh, really ruinous to my portfolio. Um, and instead, I'm going to Wapi. Wapi's absolutely destroying Dude, the trading like right now. 30 racks just trading heavy leverage on DYDX. I love it. I got the guy hooked. There's no turning back. We don't know if we'll ever see him in NFTs again. But my man's shorting also. Candles. Long, short, in between, scalp trading, <clears throat> 30 second and one minute candles. We love it. Um, that That's pretty ridiculous. That's that a nice game. dangerous as hell. Yeah, I. It's it's absolutely ludicrous. I've been switching back to the daily, which is what I look at. Um, and right now, it's weird. It's weird out there. Um, we saw yesterday a huge run. Well, okay, we saw a collapse down to a thousand or ten twenty. Well, actually, it went below a thousand, I think. Um, and then it bounced right back up. So you could have made a lot of money. Uh, Captain Kicks was live on air talking about all them gains. Didn't exit his position though. He's holding until Friday, like he said, because uh, Marin the Witch, uh, his promise. No, I 100% exited yesterday. I took that 1400 to the bank. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. congratulations. Well, yeah, um, when it was up 30%, I was like, I'm going to hold to Friday. And then when it was up 140% in an hour, I was like, I'm not holding until Friday. I'm going to take that money. Yeah. yeah. What'd you buy that was up 140%? An option. I uh, bought, uh, yeah, I bought QQQ options in like right at the money that expired on Friday. So I got them when it was down like 1.5% and then sold them when it was like up. NASDAQ was up like 0.2. Then it ended up dropping later in the day. But when you trade those super short options, it's essentially like trading, you know, with like leverage you get, like you're either going to like negative 99% or, you know, two or three exit. 
ETH is basically at this moment, and most of crypto is just correlating with uh, the S&P and the uh, market as a whole. Um, you could call it the NASDAQ, wh whichever it is, or in uh, um, Captain Kicks' case, he's going, or King Kicks, Jesus, the names. Um, I apologize for not um, uh, giving respect on that name once again. Um, but yeah, it's just operating at a high beta. So basically, we're seeing the price uh, drop or go up uh, correlated with that. Yesterday was so insane. I mean, if you were able to trade that sort of volatility, I mean, that's when you want to be trading. I lost probably $500 trading yesterday, uh, just being an absolute idiot with it. Um, and had I held on to my trade, I'd still be up today. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it was those 15 minute candles. I need to remember, and we have Ben in our Discord. If you're not in there, uh, we have the Coin Traders room, and it's pretty it's pretty damn active. And with people doing technical analysis, Ben is uh, probably one of our best technical traders in there. And he was mentioning um, his levels, but he also says frequently. He'll use the 15 minutes to look for an entry point, um, but he's using the daily and uh, weekly for actual over like the overall trade, uh, which is where I'm just looking at. I started looking at the 15 minutes, and let me tell you, that's some uh, that's some like crack right there. You can just start uh, trading nonstop and definitely lose a lot of money. As Ben says, it's either going to go up or down. Um, and yesterday, when I was buying, it was going down. So that's how things were working out for me. Jesse, you got your hand raised. What's going on? I mean, yeah, I just I was going to say that on the NFT side, I mean, I know that Kix is pretty, has been pretty confident that he's going to stick with NFTs, made a bunch of bags on NFTs, and is pretty bullish long term. I mean, I think my, my position is that NFTs are, are going to be the least correlative to the general market and even crypto. Um, I've obviously, if there's, you know, some massive depression, you know, everything's going to suffer. But I just think, and not necessarily positively that, you know, NFTs will do well, but there's just, there's just so much variability and optionality with NFTs. You know, there's obviously art. I think the PFPs in a bad market are, are pretty much dead. But again, we just haven't seen an innovation lately that people have really been interested in. You know, we're talking about like, what was it? Chain, whatever, you know, you, people are interested. You just have Chain to whatever chain faces that's 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 more of a gimmick than anything but you know obviously we've got you know something like token tracks the music nfts still looking to find uh their way in the market but it's like the pre it's like internet before uber and stripe there's going to be innovations whether it's in event planning you know the carton types or whatever and i think uh you know i really think it's it, that's going to be the least correlative and even, and also there's just going to be ones that crash right there's going to be things that get a big bubble that people you know think are going to do great and, and crash so i think nfts have still have a potential to you know for, for for alpha for lack of a better word ben any comment yeah i would like to just uh throw it out there that i am not the ben that nick was referring to about crypto trading so <laughs> right. please don't dm me for tips because that's not my area of expertise uh, yeah, yeah I, I used Ben interchangeably there. You were the one that said it will either go up or it'll go down, which is <laughs> yeah, that's pretty the kind of advice out. you'll get from me. <laughs> uh, one project. So, well, first of all, let me comment on what Jesse said. Uh, Jesse, I, I know what you mean. NFT, the NFT market, I think, as time goes on, will evolve into just a really interesting market to follow because you have the combination of crypto collectibles, art you know, uh, other things like music and things like that. And, and like Jesse pointed out, we haven't seen a proper bull run on music. So I'm definitely excited to talk to our sponsor, Token Tracks, today about that. Um, but it's it's so hard 
to follow what NFTs are going to do. It seems that now there is a heavy correlation to the crypto market. Will it separate? Will that always be there? What will the collectibles market, like what kind of impact will that have? It's just really hard to, to tell. There's one project that popped up on my radar. Yesterday, um, On I noticed that Pranksy and Jimmy.eth uh, both minted this project. It's called Nina's Super Cool World. I don't know if anybody has any thoughts on this. If anything, I, th I would think maybe Jesse knows about it. It's by Nina Chanel, and it looks like Nina Chanel is a New York artist. Um, pretty, pretty. Is that known. from the Goda? Nina Abney? I'm not. Yes, yes, correct. Uh, and so, yeah, look, it's at a point seventy nine ETH floor. There's eight hundred and forty six unique unique holders on two uh, twenty four hundred pieces. So, not the best unique ownership that you've ever seen. Uh, but it's done numbers in the past day three hundred and forty one ETH the volume in twenty. What's the hours. name of that project? It's called uh, Nina's Super Cool World. There it is. Um, I also. Some breaking news in right now. I just checked the token tracks tweet pinned to the top. There's only like a limited uh, number of people that have retweeted it. What the hell are you people doing? Throw some damn respect on this sponsor, okay? Go up there, <laughs> check out the tweet. Just click a retweet. It doesn't cost you a damn thing, and you may end up winning some free cash. I'm actually trying to find a tweet. I owe uh, someone from our Discord uh, two NFTs uh, from their um, scissors uh video that they posted uh but yeah I, i'm trying to find out who that was i'm gonna have to go back to that but anyways throw some damn respect on that tweet you disrespectful pigs <laughs> anyways <laughs> anyway look so the, I, i'm i'm bringing this this nina's super cool world project up because because it's pre-reveal and it's an art collectibles project so it's like you know an artist doing a collectibles project oh it looks like it's actually five thousand supplies so i think it's still minting uh, if any, I don't know if anybody has any uh, perspective on it. Otherwise, we can move on. Uh, maybe on a different day, we can get somebody that knows about it. I I'm just excited to talk about anything that that's moving these days, given that it's a bear market. Nick, you have your hand raised. I don't know if there's anything uh, you wanted to add. Oh no, sorry, I had accidental already accidental hand raise. No, I I already I interjected the breaking news. So there you go. That that, that was Nick's uh, that was Nick's contribution. Um, so I guess, you know, from a, from a TA perspective, Nick, anything else on what you're seeing out there? Any, uh, you know, kind of thoughts on, on Ethereum trading or, or the markets in general? I'm just watching this 1090 level, if it can uh, get over it. And uh, it's not a key level for me, but it's just one right now uh, that I've seen. And last night uh, before I went to bed, I was like, oh, we're going to end up back at 1090 because every time it crosses there, it always comes back. When it breaks out, that's really nice. Maybe we actually get a run here up to 1250, which is where I'm actually interested in maybe uh, re-entering for a moment. The problem is, is like, I don't know if there's any like good news coming uh, other than uh, what Marin was talking about, saying that we should be bull. When did she say we'd we'd pump until Friday? 14th to the 28th. Until the 28th. So e I like easy that. And, easy and kicks literally have Marin's predictions. Like We need to get her on the show. It's the only Twitter notifications I have turned on. We, we, <laughs> we need to get her on the show at this point. So um, Yeah, I, I was looking at the TA, and I uh, you know, I saw a parallelogram in there. I was looking at the, the candle and the wick. I almost burnt myself. I snuffed it out, but I was comparing it to the, to the stocks. And by stocks, I mean stochastics, because I definitely know what I'm talking about. 
All right. Well, anyway, um, I brought up so we're, this is the uh, calls from the audience section of the show right here. We'll, we'll definitely have to lean on Tommy to get some uh, some music themes to go for these different segments. But we got Terrible Ryan. And so Terrible Ryan, it sounds like you are the CEO of Terrible Financial Company uh, and you are the investor and entrepreneur in NFTs. Uh, so it sounds oh, like he's just losing money. It sounds like he's losing money. Um, I'm now, as, as I read your uh, profile, I'm concerned that you're going to shill a random project. If that happens, without warning, I will remove you from the stage. Uh, what are you looking at and in the market? And murder your family. T terrible Ryan, what are you looking at? Oh, um, I'm only looking for the dirtiest projects I can find, I can get my hands on. You're playing a character. All right, I just All right. removed him. He was All gone. Right, cool. Hey. See you later, buddy. Uh, take the character. If to you're going to come up here and SNL. you're actually going to play a character, then you better deliver some like uh, Oscar-winning performance. Okay, that's the type of level. That's the bar that we're trying to set here. I, I mean, disrespectful. That the one part is it takes guts to step onto the stage and play a character when Nifty Nick's up here. I mean, he's going to play all the characters. Come on now. Um, <laughs> can we do? Can can we do accents instead? Because then I could like just do a really funny. Liverpudlian accent and just you guys don't know where Liverpool is but if you did the accent would be like hey do you know another project that's doing really really well I'm going to tell you what it's all about <laughs> anyway I, wait hold on that I sounded like hold on hold accents. on that sounded like signal <laughs> no no that was I, <laughs> no, no, I, no. that's an accent I, I, that I is signal, signal from Liverpool that's signal from Liverpool I'm going to bring something up which is um like nobody here looks at it I think but I think if this is a topic you're interested in then you should go have a look. There's a there's a um, there's a project called uh, So Rare. They um, are a what is it, a business? It's not it's not a project. It's a business. It's a huge business. They may be a sponsor um, as well. Oh, amazing! That um, you can buy, trade, and sell football clubs. So it's a digital fantasy football um, trading game. It is huge, and I've been following their numbers, and they are so at the moment pretty much. No project other than Yuga is hitting over a million in sales on a 24-hour basis. And SoRare have been doing it for about the last uh, week, let's say 10 days or so. And it's been off the back of the news that they have just been able to attract incredible players and investors into their ecosystem. So you've got Mbappe, uh, Zinedine Zidane. These are all footballers who are either currently or former the world's greatest footballers. Um, they've had Serena Williams as an investor. Um, they've got huge names and they just keep hitting numbers. They did 1 million in sales yesterday. Artblocks did 2, Board Ape did 2.4. Yesterday they did uh, over 2 million. And it's just a project that if you're into football, because I know we were when Wagby United was there for a little bit, I would say go look at that platform because the content is very much UK skewed and uh, French skewed because it's actually a French company. And there's lots of YouTube videos on there telling you how to dig into this system and buy, sell, trade, and make money on digital fantasy and football. Yeah, I mean, that's that's like an innovative platform right there, just given what you're talking about. We're going to see NFTs just disrupt more of these different, like, uh, I guess you can call it like a mini industry, like things that people are already doing in Web2, but they basically get tokenized through NFT technology. And obviously, SoRare is one of the bigger names doing that. Uh, side note signal, uh, I'm not asking you to do it now, but if you're in the mood to do accents at any point, you know, in the future of this show, I really think it's funny when you do American accents. That's my favorite thing i love it when english people do american accents but uh but yeah not not trying to put you on the spot with that, that has to come naturally exactly. i mean like exactly. anthony anthony pissing you off was the last one i'll wait i'll wait until round two 
<laughs> um, so anyway, so I just brought NF Thinks on uh, the show. He's been on the show before. It says that you are an investment banker, a lawyer. I also see you mixing it up with Solana Spaces specifically, which I thought was interesting because you have a bored ape. But always uh, love to hear what you think about what's going on. Uh, we're one day removed from a report that people were you know, there was like almost like a flash crash. People were really bearish for a moment, but we bounced back. What's going on, NF Thinks? Hey, how are you doing today? Thanks for having me on. Good, amigo. Uh, what's on your mind? So, look, I, I think that the last um, the last speaker was completely right, where you should definitely track um, volume every day. I, I think that that's one of the safest ways to at least short-term invest in any NFT, um, regardless of utility. So I wanted to just agree with that first. And then, you know, how do you, how do you track volume NF thinks? So on Solana, I'll do magic Eden since they aggregate it. And then I'll look towards open seas for ETH projects. uh, Okay. And, And I mean, like what platforms do you use to track it? Yo, what are you doing at the same time? You like uh, shopping or something? You drive in? <laughs> what are you, you like cleaning out your your truck? Put some no, damn man, respect I'm... on this show. This is insulting. <laughs> I'm I'm going on a beautiful walk outside. Um, you know, you have to touch grass while you're doing crypto. You're in Battery I'm Park. I'm I'm multitasking. Okay, you're Central over uh... right now. I'm in Central Park. Right Central now. Park. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean things are loud here. It's New York. Come on. Okay, and well, I... <laughs> with a flash crash, I mean, look, I, that's going to keep happening, right? I mean, it, my guess is it's for the next, it, it's until Q4 2023 that we're going to see things like this. Volatility is going to be insane. I don't expect ATHs for like 18 months. I don't know about you guys. What do you think? So we're, we're getting a definitive until Q4 2023, um, no bull run. That's an interesting take from NF Thinks. I'd say this was also the most leisurely performance by NF Thinks. He's really uh, taking a minute to, to smell the flowers in Central Park. Didn't expect that. Um, but thank Yo, you we for expect com- if you're going to come on this stage, you got to do lines of cocaine before you join this and bring that energy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't do this. Nick, I don't do drugs. Nick, Nick clearly did that before this morning's heavy metal intro. That was really something. That um, involves zero drugs, just absolute adrenaline from hitting the gym, getting pumped up, and feeling physically uh, physically fit. I need that physical fitness to return to my throat, though. Nick, quick question. Would you be willing to do ammonia salts since they're technically drug-free before <laughs> doing performances like that? All right, let's not brainstorm yeah. how I'm going to get high here, okay? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a... I'm a straight shooter. We're not going to brainstorm uh, what what sort of things Nick's going to put into his nose to get him ramped up. Look, I'm really excited. We got Quad on stage. I've tried to have Quad on stage like five times. He gets rugged by Twitter over and over again. I'm not even holding my breath that he's going to be able to unmute and speak right now because Twitter clearly hates him. Uh, but we met Quad at NFT NYC. He was a, a, a really cool guy and had some great trades. Board Ape Yacht Club. Uh, Moonbird, some of Quad's greatest hits. How are you playing this market right now, Quad? Are you trading NFTs? Are you trading crypto assets? Are you sitting on your hands? What are you doing? What's up, boys? We've been on blue chips only. Uh, you know, I've been picking up some uh, some artifact uh, items with some space pods. I picked up a, another Moonbird. I actually a pretty interesting trade. Traded my Coda Land and a couple artifact um, monoliths and and dunks. Uh, for for that 
new Moonbird, so I got my third Moonbird. But no, I'm not DJing like Wappy. You know, like Dick said, <laughs> we're we're in that little group with Wappy, and he he didn't sleep last night. He literally hasn't slept. <laughs> he but, has a short you know, open he, right now. Yeah, literally, he is shorting right now. It is. It's <laughs> just I'm living through this guy right now, just just vicariously through his trades because. I'm not I'm not crazy like that, but you know, Wappy. That that's Wappy. Well, Wappy is crazy like that. So Well, we we've known that for a while. Uh, I do think it's hilarious that Wappy has overnight trading benders. I guess in theory that's more healthy than an overnight alcohol or cocaine yeah, bender. Yeah. It's it's one of the healthiest. And uh fun fact about Wappy, I think temporarily overnight he was the largest single holder of ETH due to the amount of leverage he put on the trade. <laughs> I think he no was. Way. At one point, he was like top five, top ten. Dude is just swinging. What? No. That's insane. The screenshots really stress me out. The ones he send of what he's trading make me sweat, and I have nightmares about them getting liquidated. That's a fucking riot. Okay, Quad, what did you buy your last Moonbird at in ETH value? Uh, I bought a space bird at 12 ETH uh, on the day of reveal. Um, so what, 36 grand on that one. Um, but no, but you, you said you just bought a third moon bird, though. Well, yeah. So I traded a, a, a mutant Coda land, uh, an artifact monolith two, a pair of dunks, a skin vial and two space pods for that rubber ducky bird. Um, I, I just believe a lot more in the deliverables that uh, that are going to be coming out of, of Moonbirds. Uh, you know, l like Kix was saying the other day, you have to look at different projects that have had airdrops recently and ones that have it. And I think that Moonbirds, because of what they've, you know, said on their roadmap, they have a lot of airdrops that are going to be giving you value coming soon. So that's why I wanted to transition into that Moonbird instead of a, a Coda land. Okay, so when did you do that? That that was like this week? Because right now they're at 26.5 ETH. It sounds like you did an OTC deal. Is that right? Correct. I did an OTC deal, I would say, probably about a week ago. Um, you know, right before the the big upswing um, up to 30, you know, six or seven. Uh, and then obviously people, uh, you know, unlist and... Uh, or unnest and then list uh, when, when, when those things happen. But yeah, uh, I would say I traded around 28 in value when the floor was at 28, but the rubber duck is also a, a rare trait that only has 92 uh, total. Okay, but it was after Mr. Carson's floor sweep. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. He, he uh, happened to catch, I think, two or three hoodie birds at like 25. I was eyeing those up, uh, waiting for some USDC to come through to my account uh, to, to put some money back in uh, when, when ETH went down. And I was eyeing up those hoodies because hoodies are just a, a grail trait. But no, nope, uh, he came through and got some fantastic deals on some hoodie birds. All righty. Uh, we're going to be diving into our sponsor in just a few minutes here. Uh, so retweet the tweet that's pinned to the top and follow Token Tracks for a chance to win one of four NFTs. Mother effers. Nick, go ahead. I feel like it's just been disrespectful, the amount of retweets here. And I'm just like, there's there's nearly 1,400 people in here and 368. Like, just click the little button. You know, all you got to do is click it. I'm about to retweet it again. <laughs> He's going to undo his retweet and Hold then retweet it That's again. what I'm doing. I just undid it. We, Your boy's retweeting it again. I'm making it in. I'm going to win that shit. You know what? Who cares about the rules? Who cares about the rules? I'm going to win one of the... Uh, how many are we giving away? We're giving away. We're giving away four, Nick. <laughs> One of four 
One of four. There we go. You, hey, Pio, you know, I knew the answer to that question, but I asked it so we could give that information once again, in case you're wondering. That's the type of quality that I'm delivering to this show. So you continue on with your hosting. Thank you. That's a veteran move by Nick. He's been around the block. Uh, real quick, I want to hear from Hunter Orell. Uh, I don't believe Hunter's ever been on this show, but we've known Hunter for a long time. Uh, OG Board Ape. Uh, Hunter, you describe yourself as a Web3 investor, advisor, and collector. Uh, and obviously, you're, you've made some investments in some cool projects like uh, the Wagme United Soccer Project and Looks Rare. Ever heard of it? Uh, Hunter, how you doing? All right. Listen, first off, right off the rip, the, the amount of respect that is being put on this show right now is not enough. We need more respect. I need more retweets. I need what, <laughs> what is going on? Wake the fuck up. Everybody it is motherfucking Thursday, July 14th. Put some motherfucking respect on this show. It looks What's like they're respecting it a little bit, you know, <laughs> there's a little bit, uh, Hunter, have you been participating in the NFT market at all? Like have you bought or sold any NFTs recently? Um, I have not. I have been watching carefully. Um, I've made a purchase or two over the last few months, mostly uh, our plots around stuff that I just had one of and I wanted to have two. Um, currently, the last thing I minted was the Wagon United uh, drop. Uh, I'll be minting the uh, Cameo drop. It's currently on the OpenSea front page. Uh, which is the petabytes drop by Luke McGarry, a uh, huge fan of that art style and the way they're doing it. So, um, yeah, I've been I've been a little hesitant to just jump in. I, I think this has been a really good time to watch what's doing well and then what's not doing well, project out uh, 12, 24, 36 months, uh, and then kind of just place bets once real trends uh, start to appear. It's very clear that uh, generative art is, you know, very, uh, it resonates very well with what the blockchain, what crypto stands for. So I'm not surprised by that. Um, I do think that as we watch a lot of these PFP projects start to uh, play outside of this, like, oh, it's just an identity. And now it's actually a cup branding media technology play. Um, things will get very interesting as you know, we start to judge uh, projects for their technical capabilities, their branding capabilities, and not just, oh, they have a cool project that had hit some roadmap uh, points. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really just kind of focused now on, on how to distinguish uh, what's going to do well and what teams uh, on like a employee base and who they're working with uh, are making the right strategic partners right now. So yeah, it's been a learning period for me. Awesome, man. Well, great perspective, Hunter. Hope you come back, buddy. Um, always good to hear from you. Ladies and gentlemen, we are diving into our today's sponsorship, Token Tracks. We're going to talk to Tommy D from Token Tracks about what the deal is with the music NFT platform. We haven't seen a proper bull run on music NFT, so it's incoming. You know it's going to come. Uh, retweet the tweet that's pinned to the top and are follow. Are you playing music in the background? Retweet the tweet that's pinned to the top and follow Token Tracks uh, for a chance to win one of the four NFTs that are being given away today. Uh, really excited to dive in. Tommy. What's up? <laughs> see that was my Amer that was my that was my attempt to do an american accent you see it was a good one you sounded like nick like for that? a second i was like wait was that nick <laughs> oh uh, no i could never sound like nick no no nick nick is unique 
<laughs> That's one way to put it. Uh, so, so Tommy, um, you know, we're really excited to talk about the platform. I told you before, my favorite types of sponsors are, you know, a platform versus an individual project. Obviously, I still enjoy it when we get sponsored by individual projects because we only work with the best of the best. Everybody knows that. But when it's a platform, it just kind of hits different uh, because the NFT space just needs more innovation on the platform side. And you guys are doing that for music NFTs. So I'd love to hear a little bit about your background, You know uh, how you guys got into Web3 and what the deal is with Token Tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. So, look, thank you so much for having me up. I really appreciate this. So, yeah, my name is Tommy D. I'm a music producer, the songwriter, the DJ, and an artist. I've been signed to major labels all my life and had a lot of experience around the music business, working with people like Kanye West and Jay-Z and Beyonce and Kylie Minogue and all kinds of crazy people still making music to this day. And the beautiful thing about for me about making music is... The collaboration is like the support that you can find from other people. And so I've always been really into that as a concept, like the idea of supporting other artists. And I, I got into blockchain. I kind of, I, I can't quite remember. I mean, I remember, you know, we were all, well, if you're my age, you do remember Bitcoin back in 2012. And you kind of, I was like sitting there going, what is this thing, the Bitcoin, you know, and I couldn't quite understand it. Back in, and then I got to 2015 and that was when I really fell in love with it. And I, I started buying Bitcoin then and I started and then of course buying some altcoins and stuff like that and then really I sort of just sat on it and, and was like really intrigued by the tech because I think like with everybody you come for the, a bit of uh, you know money and then you kind of go hang on a minute there's like all kinds of interesting shit here and it opens your eyes a lot to where what the actually happening in the world and of course what's actually happening in the music business i know like back to front and i knew there was a connection between blockchain and music i just couldn't work out what it was and then when the nfts came along i was like this is the this is the thing this is the unique thing that is is absolutely perfect because an nft obviously is a unique digital asset and everything in music is a unique digital asset whether it's a lyric or a melody or a baseline or a, or nick's vocal you know it's everything is a, a unique thing right so being able to attach a digital unique digital asset to a anything in music suddenly became a real eye-opener for me and I, I rang up a couple of mates of mine who you know crypto mates of mine I said look I've got this idea now you know I've been wanting to do something in crypto and music together for a long time I think I've got it I think I've got the idea at the time there wasn't really a huge amount going on with crypto and music there was obviously Audius and there was a few you know there was obviously some platforms that had tried and failed there was a lot of talk about royalties but you see I knew that royalties were not the answer because the thing is, is that I knew the majors, you know, the majors have such a grip over the music industry. Nine out of 10 songs at any given time in the top 10 are owned by one of three major labels. So you know that they have such a massive grip over the industry. And I knew that, you know, transparent blockchain royalty concepts around, you know, blockchain is not, it's not the answer. But you, NFTs really, really were the answer. So I explained all this to my friends and we were like, Let's just start a business, you know. Let's 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 go for it. Let's start a business, a Web three business, and uh, so Token Tracks was born, and we're now like team of over thirty six people, and we've just raised ten million dollars. We have our own token, the Tracks token, which is going to explode this year because we've got some incredibly exciting things underpinning it that are coming out. And actually, I like to think of us, yeah, we're a platform, but really the platform is like a proof of concept 
idea, you know, bringing our artists on board, making them feel happy, making them feel secure in this space, and just giving them a kind of holding hand experience. I don't think, you know, there are other platforms, there's great platforms out there, Sound XYZ, Mint Songs, OpenSea even. They're great platforms, but they are, for me, just really glorified Ebays. You know, they don't really kind of work with the artists to find a way of doing that. And I think the unique thing about token tracks is we actually sit down with the artists, we talk to them about their campaign. We say, look, if you're going to get into NFTs, you've got to, you know, this is a long game. If you know, you at least look at it as a year concept. You've got to support your community. And, uh, and then we try and work out a, a sort of a, a year campaign around a number of different drops. And we can do all kinds of stuff. You know, we can do royalty NFTs. We can do um, you know, editions uh, and, and collectibles and we can do tiered memberships. So the idea is to create a kind of Web3 music company that can do everything for any artist. So that's a kind of, that's a quick five, quick three minutes or whatever that was. No, it was awesome. The, Go ahead, Nick. I was going to say the niche of everything to, to ever. So like, what, what's the process? So you end up like, do these artists end up, is their uh, primary revenue supposed to be through the platform then? If you end up working with the artists, you end up bringing them on, managing them. And then is this like the new monetization approach or how, how are you like, wh what does an artist get from you? Well, it's a great question because the thing is, you know, I, I was listening in on it earlier on when you were talking about platforms and taking percentages and platforms that don't take percentages. I mean, I, I think that the whole concept about what makes NFT beautiful is is the fact that it's secondary sales. To me, that's the thing that, 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 I mean, look, if you don't, if you, if you don't want the artists to get paid, man, there's the whole system out there of the music business is geared <laughs> towards artists not getting paid. Um, so I think you come into NFT because you want to support artists. You know, every NFT I've ever bought, I've, I've kept, I haven't flipped it. I'm, I'm, I know that, I know you guys are great at flipping, but I like to just support artists. And so I like to go and buy their, if I like what they're doing and I like them as people and like their music and whatever, and, and I believe they're pushing this space. And that last point I think is really important to all of us. We all believe in this space. We all believe in the, in the concepts of, of crypto and we want to push this space. So I think when people come in here and they prepare to do that, you know, they, then they deserve our support. And that's, knowing that you can directly pay someone, su support someone um, through an NFT, I think is the absolute appeal. But with, in regards to token tracks, yeah, exactly that. They come on, we sit down with them, we talk about their assets. You know, it's a bit like a, a kind of standard business concept. It's like, what do, you, what do you do? You know, what, what's your thing? Are you a songwriter? Are you a singer? Do you play gigs? You know, are you a great guitarist? Are you a brilliant DJ? Do you remix? And then we look at how we can deconstruct that into a number of different assets that we can then put into a, a campaign. And it might start in a very broad sense. You know, we, we've got a great artist called Rat Boy. That's uh, two of the NFTs that are available today are Rat Boy NFTs. And the idea was he's, a, he's an amazing artist. He's a brilliant um, musician, but he's also a brilliant actual, you know, artist, illustrator. And so we, over a course of like about three or four weeks of having different discussions and meetings, he came up with this incredible concept around a game called Dystopia. And the Dystopia NFTs are available to give away, as I said today, and they're also available still to buy. So, you know, th th this is the concept is you, you sit down with an artist and you say, well, look, what do you, what do you want to do? You know, where do you want to go? And then we try and we've got an incredible team of people. So half the team is a music business. I, I, I brought on an amazing guy called Miles Leonard, who is ex-CEO of, of Warner Music and Parlophone, oversaw the careers of Coldplay, Gorillaz, you know, Kylie, incredible guy, brilliant, brilliant music business guy who's been in the industry for like 25 years. And he's brought a bunch of ex 
business, music business people in as well who are part of marketing. And then on the blockchain side, we've got incredible people from that side as well. And then we've got the regulation side as well. So we have this whole 360 approach to, to NFTs and music where, because I think we all are, are kind of a bit like scratching our heads up every now and again going, I'm not quite sure what the concept of a music NFT is. And so we look at it and we go, this is what we believe it is. This is what we believe you could do. But actually the artists come with a lot of ideas, you know, and that's what's great. They, they're full of ideas anyway. Yeah, I mean, I mean that, uh, go, ahead. go ahead. No. <laughs> uh, fighting over who, uh, who asked the question next. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I spent my early 20s working in the music industry, moved out to LA to do it, did a bunch of work in New York. And that was the first taste that I got of seeing the stranglehold that the major labels have over all the musicians, all the artists. It's just an absolute stranglehold. Same thing in the film industry. And I think the idea is that Web3 will kind of finally make that separation. Um, and obviously, you guys have the, the funding to be able to make a big splash Obviously, you know, really excited to see which way you guys go. I saw Signal raise her hand. Did you have a question for Tommy Signal? Yeah, I was just going to ask Tommy. Like, um, I'm sure there's going to be some aspiring artists uh, listening to this now, maybe later on. Given everything that you've achieved in your career today and the people that you've um, worked with, if you were going to start your career again from scratch, looking back in hindsight, how would you incorporate NFTs into your career from the beginning so it's not an add-on at the end of your career? I think it's a really, really crucial question and a great question. I mean, to me, everything starts now with an NFT because, uh, you know, I think that the traditional music industry, streaming is amazing. I Don't get me wrong. I absolutely adore streaming. I love Shazam. I love Spotify. You know, to be able to find a track and share it with anyone and they can listen to it for free and put those together with kind of other tracks in a playlist and share that to your girlfriend or boyfriend. Or I mean, that as a, you know, as a music person, that loves music and wants my music to be heard by everybody in the world, that's just amazing. So the best time for listening to music, the worst time for monetizing it. And that's because of this stranglehold that the industry has on, well, kind of, it's not, it's not listen, it's not fair to blame any one member in this. It's not fair to blame the majors or the DSPs or anybody like that. So, but to go back to your question, you know, actually, let me just finish that point. It's not fair to blame them because it's the whole system. And this is what's beautiful, I believe, about NFTs and why I'm 100,000% into this space is because I believe we can build a new system. You know, we build a new system that artists and their, and their fans can directly interact with them. But there's also another crucial member in that relationship, which is the curator. So we have this thing that we call in token tracks, we call it the three C's, creators, curators, and collectors. They're the ecosystem by which all music is made and shared and fall in love with. And each one of those has a really crucial role. They can't survive. I mean, I'd still be in my bedroom making music if it wasn't for my curator that came and found me, took me out, and then, you know, got me playing in front of people and got me making music and being in the studio so you know the curator part of it is really really crucial you guys are creators that curators you're always telling everybody about amazing projects you know you're bringing amazing projects to, to the space and for all of us to, to understand because there's such a lot of, of, of stuff out there you've got to have people who can filter that for you so the three C's is a crucial part of how we we build an NFT business around 
you know, we're, we're around music. And I think that if I was a new artist coming in now, I would look at, at the, the NFT as the, the, the new bit of the, the play. You know, the first bit is performing live. That's really crucial. You need to perform live because you're going to connect with your, your fans that way. Then you need to be really active on social media because, you know, TikTok, whatever, but not a slave to it. That's really important. And then I think, you know, you want to get all your music up on DSPs because, like I said, if you want it to be heard, you know, that's the best place to do it. Now, where does NFTs come into this? NFTs are, for me at the moment, music NFTs are not about listening. It isn't, I don't really see that there is any connection at this moment to listening to music and NFTs. I think that's going to come further down the line, and that's something certainly we're developing over at Token Tracks. But right now, it's not about listening. It's about experiences. It's about creating experiences for your fans. And if you go to a fan and you say to them, hey, do you want to buy an NFT of, of my track? They're going to be like, oh, what's an NFT? But if you go to a fan and you say, look, do you want to buy an experience where you can get closer to me? You can be in a gated community, which, you know, which I'm going to come to twice a week and talk to you. We're going to do, I'm going to do specific gigs for you. You're going to get um, exclusives on pre-releases. You're going to get exclusives on merch. They're like, yeah, where do I sign up? Where do I sign up? And then you introduce the NFT as the, 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 the package. That's what comes in that NFT. Now, the interesting thing about that is where that fits in the secondary market. Because obviously, if you're using up these experiences, how do you resell them on? And that is something, you know, again, we are really looking at how to develop the... I believe every music NFT should have something in it that drives it in the secondary market. And that's something that we're, we're crucially doing. So just to quickly answer that simple thing, that question... Yeah, absolutely. NFTs front and center, because that's how you're going to build out your community, your real true fans. That's how you're going to really get to them is through NFTs. The rest of the listening, the gigs, all that kind of stuff, they're all, you're driving them all to NFT. Uh, I was going to say, what, what is this on the Ethereum blockchain? Like, uh, we believe in like multi-chains, so we've partnered with both Polygon and Zilliqa, but it's also on the Ethereum blockchain as well. So the idea is an artist can come and we can say, look, you know, if you want to do this kind of campaign, then we suggest blo uh, Polygon. If you want to do that kind of campaign, Ethereum, this kind of campaign, Zilliqa. And it actually gives people a lot of flexibility. There's great things about all of those three um, blockchains, but there's no one that I believe is the sort of standout. I mean, of course, over time, you know, they'll all probably kind of merge into one, a bit like the phone phone carriers. That's what I believe. Yeah, I think for music, too, it, it would make sense to go multi-chain. Jesse, you have your hand raised. Do you have a question for Tommy? Also, just a reminder to retweet. We're, uh, we'll be picking that soon. The tweet pinned to the top. Click on the retweet button, y'all. Retweet for a chance you, to you'll win. get. Yeah. Yeah, you'll get one of four NFTs. My bad. By our sponsor. Let's go. Uh, Jesse, what's going on? Yeah, I was going to pick up. It sounds like, you know, I think Web 2.5 is really where the next, you know, evolution is going to happen. And like you said, you can't. I think what the, the, the music NFT purists want it to be all NFTs, somehow, you, you know, all your, you know, you become a big artist and all your royalties get distributed to your holders. You know, we have obviously securities issues that make that impossible even if it was technically feasible but like you said it's hard to get sort of distribution from the blockchain so i didn't know just coming at kind of from a legal angle if you guys are working at all with the labels because because of course if someone's already signed you know they're going to have all these all the rights kind of wrapped up and then you have complicated you know they want to be able to, if you, even if a musician wants to do an nft you know they're going to want to exploit it or at least get a piece of it so i didn't know since you're a musician are you do you, do, you, do you anticipate actually working with some of the labels and DRPs, all that kind of stuff? 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I said, you know, nine out, nine out of ten tracks uh, in the top ten at any given time are on one of the three majors. 60% of all... Uh, all, ca all streams on, on, on Spotify is historic catalog. I think it's something like 97% of like all streams go to 0.7%, 0.7% of artists. And all those artists are on majors. So you have to deal with the majors. And I think coming from my background and being on people like Miles was the whole idea. You know, we've got, you know, through, particularly through people like Miles, he's got just, you know, we've got a complete in. I know all the heads of the major labels. Personally, they're all mates of mine. So, you know, I can pick up the phone and, and call them at any point in time. Now, that, that's, that's crucial. That's really crucial because you've got to have a sensible conversation with these people. They're not the devil. They are genuinely people that love music. But they've got shareholders and they've got business plans. And, the, or, you know, they need to make money like the rest of us. So, you know, it's, you've got to have these conversations. And we are having those conversations all the time. In fact, actually, I'm doing... My first, I can't believe this. It's my Genesis NFT project. It's a PFP project. I've been promoting this space for years, and yet I've never done my own NFT. And I've got my own NFT. It's my with my band Graffiti Six. You can go and find details about it from from uh, my Twitter feed. And it's a really really cool project. And it's one of the reasons why I haven't done anything because this is a project in the that's been in nine months in in the development. Um, and it's because it's basically a generative music and art uh, concept. Uh, around stems within music. So we've got like the track revolution is Graffiti Six Track Revolution has been remixed by four different remixers, Flux Pavilion, Paul Wolford, Odin and Fatso, Calix and TB, like really different styles of music. We take all of those stems. We've built this thing at Token Tracks called the, the Track Stems like a boogie machine and the boogie machine basically creates all these incredible unique versions of these tracks totally randomized and of course each one of the traits the bass the drums whatever has uh, a rarity value so you can buy all these nfts with different rarity values they've got different combinations of the music some of them kind of sound a little weird some of them kind of don't but this is all amazing people that have done the music you know flux pavilion is an absolute like genius and legend in the dubstep world paul wolford just did a collaborate with diplo you know these are big name artists and um that is actually owned by the publishing of that is owned for me and my my partner jamie that that is actually owned by sony so we went into Sony with this whole concept, and they were like, hmm, yeah, yeah. But we've, over time, we've, we've worked out a deal. Everything is fine. We've now had to do on Rat Boy. He was also signed to Sony, so we've had to do uh, licensing deals. They don't, you know, they're really intrigued. They want, they want this to do well. Look, they, they own all the copyrights. They want it to do well. So uh, should we uh, do the giveaway, Pia? So this is your last chance to retweet the tweet that's pinned to the top and follow Token Tracks. Last chance. We're giving away four NFTs today. Uh, I'm going to give you five seconds to retweet the tweet that's pinned to the top and follow the Token Tracks account. It's in that tweet. And five then I'm seconds hitting, over. I'm hitting the draw button, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, so today's sponsor, Token Tracks, music NFT platform, multi-chain environment. Uh, pushing to innovate and uh, hey Tommy it sounds like you guys got a, a good amount of funding so uh, we know that you're not going down in this bear market uh, this, th it's really awesome obviously to hear about that and to see um, a, a an entity focused on music getting the proper funding and being able to execute all right three two one all right I'm gonna draw the winners here pressing the draw button give me one second you're gonna all have right. to what respond via DM if you're uh, or uh, hop in the uh Wait, what's 
either, either come on stage or send PO DM. But uh, if we can't find you in the room, you're going to have to send that DM. Yep. And don't just randomly send me a DM now, you jackasses trying to act like you won before we even draw winners. So here we go. I'm going to start the process now. Here's the drum roll. There you go. There's a drum. There you go. We got bmash.eat. So this is Ben Mashkovich. I'm going to search if he's in the crowd. Uh, I don't see him in the crowd. Ben Mashkovich, uh, send me a DM. Next winner, Mr. Zero. It's at Solid Mr. Zero. I'm going to search for him in the audience here. Solid Mr. So he's in the audience. I'm inviting him to speak. Uh, send me a DM or come on stage, Mr. Zero. I'm going to remove some speakers from the stage here to make room. Oh, the, the, <laughs> what is this music? That's the next thing that comes after the drum roll. Let me put repeat Can I on buy that on roll. Token Tracks? <laughs> yeah, I don't know it's coming. It. It's coming. It's coming. Token Tracks is going to just monopolize all music. Um, so solid Mr. Zero. Mr. Zero, I see in the crowd. Come to the stage. Um, we got... Hizzy.eth, so H-I-Z-Z-Y, Inc. He's also in the crowd. That's number two. Come on stage. We got Threadhead. Get your butt on the stage. Yeah, we got Threadhead.eth. Oh, he's also in the crowd. We got some people obeying the rules today. I invited you to speak, Threadhead. Now we got uh, No, This Is Patrick, uh, and he's in the crowd too. All right, I'm going to let this squad come on stage here. Hey. Oh, Threadhead came on stage. So we got one. Let's do a little Wheel of Fortune uh, winner, winner, chicken dinner music. How do you feel, Threadhead? How, how are you feeling right now? Yeah, I was not expecting that. <laughs> well, let's go. You want a brand new car and $500,000 brought to you by Token... Tr Wait, did I get that wrong? You want an <laughs> NFT. You want an NFT. I got that completely wrong. My apologies. I was reading the wrong script. All right, but we do have BMASH that DM me, so he's a winner. I'm saying winner, winner to BMASH. So we got two winners so far. Uh, Mr. Zero, I don't think, uh, has DM'd me yet, though. Where are you at, Solid Miss? Oh, Hizzy, Hizzy.eth DM me, so that's three. And requested to come on stage. So let him on stage. Wow. And then we're just looking. All right, it looks like this uh, other person did not DM me. Yeah, we got a winner. How you feeling? Oh, outstanding. I'm a NFT music collector. I got a spotty Wi-Fi as my first. So this is exciting. There we go. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Get that music. Get that music. So we do need to draw one more winner because, uh, yeah, even though the person's in the room, he didn't DM me, he didn't come on stage. So it's uh, we're going to go Mad uh, Mardigan. So M-A-D-M-A-R-T-I. And he's in the crowd, invited to speak. Let's go. Uh, and then fra like, uh, let's see if he comes or if he DMs me mad Martin Gad, what do you got? Nope. All right. We're going to draw another winner. Frago F R A G G. Oh, nope. Mad Martin Gad came. So we got all the winners. Mad Martin Gad. How you I'm feeling? feeling great. Thank you so much. This is such a great space. That's what I'm talking about. So both mad Martin Gad and threadhead i can't dm you you got your dms off because clearly you're always getting flooded by dms 
uh, send me a DM. Otherwise, uh, how am I going to remember you guys? Send me a DM right now and just say winner, winner. Uh, you two guys, Threadhead and Mad Mardigan, and I will reply because I'm sure I'm getting flooded by DMs by people uh, that are faking it. So send me a DM, please. Oh, Threadhead, you already did. All right, Here we go. Good. Awesome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thanks again to our sponsor, Token Tracks, music NFT platform, multi-chain environment, legit funding round. Tommy D's a badass. Tommy, thanks so much for joining us, man. Oh, man, thank you so much for having me. And this is such a brilliant space. I listen all the time. I listen every Monday and every Thursday. It's a great, great space. So thank you so much for having me on. Our pleasure. Uh, yeah, and thank th thanks to everybody that listened and retweeted the tweet. We will catch you guys next time. Uh, let's. That's, that's known as tomorrow. Friday. Tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, yeah, this show happens Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. One more shout-out to our sponsor today, Token Tracks Music NFT Platform. Uh, we'll send you guys off to some music that I like. Here we go.